Welcome to African Insight, a weekly program that focuses on infrastructure projects across the African continent. Have they lived up to their promises? Who will benefit? How and more? All here on African Insight. Welcome to African Insight, a weekly program that thoroughly sizes up the dimensions of diverse infrastructure projects on the African continent with the will to attain applicable conceptual frameworks for short and long-run socio-economic development. My name is Derek Mazarura. Today, we are focusing on the richly endowed with natural resources in Central Africa in the name of Cameroon, Chad, Central African Republic, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Gabon, and Equatorial Guinea. These form what is termed the Central African Economic and Monetary Community, CIMAC. With this role being to promote harmonized development in its member states, is it any different from the African continental free trade area? To what degree does it entail infrastructure programs in the central part of Africa in terms of providing development support and sustainability frameworks? On the show to help unpack these areas and more is firstly Marcel René Birkin based in Abidjan Ivory Coast or Côte d'Ivoire, a corporate lawyer specialized in Francophone business law, currently the legal and compliance director for Barry Koloba in charge of Sub-Saharan Africa, and secondly, Grant Weber, the founder and CEO of Black Star Africa and investment holding company, and President of the Ghana South Africa Business Chamber. Marcel and Grant, welcome to the show. Hi, Derry. I'm very delighted to participate in this program. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on set with you today. Thank you very much, uh, Derek, uh, for the opportunity to participate uh, in this program. Um, I think it's been a, a difficult year for, for all of us um, and we look to 2021 with some hope, especially with the continental African free trade zone about to kick off in January. We look with fresh eyes and hope. Marcel, glass half full, glass half empty. What is your perception of the CIMA concept and venture in relation to infrastructure stating its objectives and how it has changed African states socio-economically in the Central African region, especially focusing on the lives of ordinary people and anything positive it seeks to change in future. Thank you, Derek. You know, um, the vision of CEMAC is to create an integrated uh, economic space characterized by security, solidarity, good governance, and also facilitating the free movement 
of people within the region. CEMAC has great opportunities in terms of development and of infrastructure, mainly because you know, the region is located in a geographical area with a huge potential in terms of mining, in terms of agriculture. Objective is to develop main resources of the sub-region and to build a competitive, diversified and high value added economy, right? But we have not really seen it in the quality of lives of people. You see that the GDP in the SEMAC region will always be lower than the, the general Africa rate mm -hmm. or the, the rate of other uh, main African countries or even regions. Mm -hmm. So the, but the positive um, thing that I see in it in the future is that there are some projects, you know, they have put in place what they call the vision for 2025, even though it's just in five years down the road, but yes. the, 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 the political or the institutional uh, projects are there. And I already see some projects to build roads or to connect countries, you know, electrically. Impressive, Grant. Well, certainly since its inception in uh, 1999, there's been substantial economic growth. But there are always vulnerabilities, especially given that it's a, an oil exporting region and um, oil price differential is, is a driver for prosperity. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks that a move away from fossil fuels across the world is going to have a, a profound impact on CMAC. Um, you know, I think convergence, one of the main drivers of the CMAC region, in fact, all the sub-region compacts has been convergence, uh, harmonization, and that could be tax codes, it could be income uh, levels, all of these things. And on any of these um, indicators, uh, there's been shallow progress, I think, are, are the words that the World Bank uses. Yes. Um, so certainly the noble objectives which are there, the policy framework makes sense, but move towards it uh, has been an issue. Um, if you talk about infrastructure, uh, spend and investment, Derek, well, I think you only need to look at um, the three indicators I always look at first are the uh, Corruption Perceptions Index, the ease of doing business, and then more latterly, I look at the Ibrahim um, index. Basically, the reforms required um, to build a a vibrant uh, private sector uh, are the uh, responsibility of each of the national governments themselves, and not necessarily mm -hmm. at CMAC level. Methodology varies with each country. Describe the coordination of common markets on this part of the continent, balancing your response between the formal and informal markets. What aspects of CMAC are likely to formalize the informal markets through the provision of reform, trade and financial policies? Marcel? Historically, you know, common markets are really functioning in silos in Africa. All of us, we know that. Mm -hmm. But when we go to the informal markets, you see that there's no restric restriction. People are really organizing themselves, you know, to do some tradings. And it's mainly the, the local 
traders, they just average local traders that are moving from one country to another, you know, to do business or wherever they find an opportunity to go, they go if the if the if the language is not a barrier. So, uh, for me, the coordination is more in the informal market than in the formal. The mm -hmm. formal works more mainly in, in 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 silo, but the informal market for me is more open. For me, the aspect of the CEMAC that is that can formalize the the informal markets, which uh, comes with huge. Uh, movement of funds is mainly, uh, you know, I think SEMA can leverage on the tax system and the banking system, right? Yes. In in SEMAC, you have this uh, SEMAC tax system, but it's still in the paper. Most of the countries uh, or the parties to the SEMAC uh, region are functioning with their national tax system, even though sometimes you know, they may apply this uh, regional tax system, but it's not really, first of all, I'm not sure that even the tax officials of fr from all those countries understand that mm -hmm. regulation. They focus more on the local, the national regulation, and they tend to, to treat um, companies and, and entrepreneurs from other countries, you know, just like any other foreigner, you know, there's still this issue of 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 uh, difference of tax rates uh, when you go to cameroon you see uh, i mean the tax rates there let's just take the corporate income tax there will be higher than uh, maybe in congo gabon will be higher than in equatorial guinea it's not harmonized even though the 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 the, the, the regional tax system gives an average that all the countries are supposed to apply mm -hmm. the region the semac region is one of the the regions where the bank system is really poor thank you for that grant so my sense of this is that um, having a policy to um, integrate the informal into the formal sectors is one thing but as in all things across the cmac region it's really the lack of a will or the lack of ability to enact policy into implementation that always seems to be the stumbling block mm -hmm. uh, to achieving some progress one thing that does excite me about the ability to bring the informal into the formal sector and to provide the the tools and the platforms and the policies to um, make this a reality lies in technology. I think we've seen across Africa, there's been a leapfrog in the adoption of uh, mobile-based technologies. I think East Africa was, a, was an early adopter and a leader mm -hmm. in mobile money. And this allows uh, the unbanked and the rural who had no access to banking to now actually at the click of a button do transactions at um, almost no cost. So I think any policy reform in the region, across the region, lies in leveraging technology. Thank you. African Economic and Monetary Community is here to strengthen trade. So is the African Continental Free Trade Area. What link exists between CIMAC and AFCFTA distinguish between the functions of each and state where the two clearly interact. 
where are they likely to clash in uh, policy uh, making and policy implementation clarifying the difference between having common trading zones and uh, common markets marcel so um you know afcfta is designed to create a single and free market for goods it will be like a comprehensive african market while uh, cemac is here to promote and harmonize development in his member states mm-hmm. in the framework of a common ma- common market so where the two meet is the fact that um, each of them create a common market is just that one is at the regional level and the other one is at the the continent level for me it's a great opportunity uh for for semac because you have semac uh, that is just like a six to seven uh, member state which will now have to interact with a bigger market with a total population around 1.2 billion and a total economy of 2.5 trillion USD. Mm-hmm. Now, where the two are likely to clash, uh, the way I see it is the is first of all, you know, in CEMAC, you have this platform of a common market, common regulation, but those policies are not strict enough, you know, because they allow local. Um, I mean, each member state to still have its national uh, regulation system that sometimes even clash with the regional one. So yes. I see it if already at the regional level, um, the, the, the regulation is not embedded, is not, you know, put together, then definitely when you you reach a higher or larger platform, it, there's, there'll still be this clash. And also, you know, CEMAC has been plagued by these uh, systems of corruption, you know, that is the, which is really uh, the, the main driver of why CEMAC has failed yes. to implement its policies till now. Grant? The free trade area policy um, certainly aims to promote regional economic integration in Africa. Uh, and so I think one of the ways that it will do this it will, is to offer a common regulatory framework which has the effect of reducing market fragmentation which is created by uh, different sets of, uh, of rules. Mm-hmm. And then of course it also um, will improve on the shallow um, sub-regional trade agreements which are in effect already so i think i don't see that the african free trade area in any way competes or negates the existing sub-regional contracts which are in place but what it does do it improves on it enhances it and where there are gaps in existing policy um, Mm -hmm. should um, overcome these gaps no doubt the central africa has witnessed some of its mainstay projects vanishing in oblivion as a result of deficiencies in sustainable financial structures and sound policies how does CIMAC mobilize capital for infrastructure projects in central africa and what governing policies have been put in place to mitigate evils such as corruption marcel okay CIMAC still uses you know private banks um 
to get funding for its for its infrastructure and um specifically capital markets which can mobilize long-term financing for firms and for companies or for infrastructure remain undeveloped. The fact that there's this uh, informal market that is so strong and which doesn't really want to bring its money into the formal market, you know, all these mm -hmm. hamper efforts to energize uh, uh, um, the financial efforts of, of CEMAC, you know, to to push forward its infrastructure um, uh, vision. There's also a need to, you know, to foster financial education and a greater public-private dialogue and consultation on capital markets. If this doesn't happen, you know, yes, CEMAC will still struggle to raise capital in order to achieve its infrastructure. Um, um, objectives. Uh, CEMAC, the CEMAC countries don't really use modernized payment systems. You know, there has been some changes in the exchange regulation, but instead of uh, helping CEMAC in this integration or in raising funds, it has hindered it. Why? Because all the private sector is complaining of that exchange regulation because uh -huh. it has come with uh, the new um, CEMAC exchange regulation has come with more strict uh, mechanisms and and, 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 and and systems that are really hindering uh, uh, and creating delays. Grant? Investment in infrastructure across CEMAC is absolutely vital. Uh, for the continued uh, growth and prosperity of the of the region, um, but the real problem comes back to the issue that you raised, Derek, of of corruption at government level, and um, typically investment spend has to have some kind of uh, partnership between public and private sector, mm -hmm. and so any private investor looking to invest in the region is going to really be scared because of the the high levels of, of corruption. Infrastructure investment in telecommunications is one area where I think we could see some big growth in this region uh, with all of the big telcos um, showing an appetite for these countries. They're looking for new markets um, and they've found a way to um, provide communication services for for all um, and I think at least across this infrastructure um, uh -huh. sector I think we should find something excellent having already alluded to methodology being different with each country in Central Africa and in all of Africa at large what effective methods has CIMAC employed in conjunction with PPPs to settle disputes that might result when merging economic policies and coordinating national sectors? Marcel? Uh, all the actors or the member parties, or member states in the CIMAC are also part of what we call OADA uh, regulation system, which is a, a business law harmonized in, in um, between all the French speaking countries in Africa. So CEMAC still uses this platform uh, in order to settle disputes, but th th there's no specific uh, regulatory framework uh -huh. you know, within CEMAC 
that helps to settle dispute and and it's just a pity because obviously investors won't put their money where they are not sure that there will be some objective decisions that will be made by instances or institutions power and transport are one of the key indicators to consider when rating the impacts of infrastructure on african economies to what extent has accessibility to power safe drinking water and improved sanitation increased economic growth in central africa what are the effects of high costs of road transport and high cost of power systems on african economies on this part of the continent marcel you know in central africa just like in any other part of africa and i may even say of the world there's this rapid and increasing urbanization uh, of the population which are leaving the rural areas to come to larger cities or towns and this is putting pressure on the existing um, infrastructure with us which has not basically been developed they have been at the same stage so there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and they are even deteriorating uh, um, even more faster and 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 this puts the 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 population at risk you see some diseases that we thought had disappeared that are really coming back strong the high cost of power will will get the transport companies to have high rates it's difficult to uh, to bring food from the rural areas to cities and towns mm-hmm. so the, the the prices in the local markets are getting higher and higher the price at which you buy uh, um, a bundle of tomato in cameroon is multiplied by 10 in gabon it will multiply by 15 in uh, equatorial guinea thank you grant transaction costs are stubbornly high across sub-saharan africa Um, this is a a double problem where you've got high transaction costs and very low income levels so it's almost a double taxation on the region Um, lack of value add to products Mm -hmm. in the region is one of the reasons so as an example oil is exported and the refined product imported that is an issue across africa lack of transport infrastructure and logistics suggests that delivery of of goods uh, Mm -hmm. are very very high we are going to take a quick break and after the break we assess the multiplier potential of CMAC wide roles played by PPPs and oil ICT and digitalization and the new Africa join us after the break this is African Insight on Channel Africa DSTV 802 Join me, Derek Mazarura, as we journey through the structure beneath the structure, northeast, west, south, and central Africa to find the project, the meaning with the people for the people. Every Wednesday mornings at 8, regional, national, sub-national, from Morocco's North Africa power transmission corridor to the eco-villages in Togo, among many 
all here on African Insight Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Marcel and Grant, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Derek, for having me back. I really enjoy our discussion. It's my pleasure, Derek. Happy to be part of the show. And if you're just joining us, we are discussing the Central African Economic and Monetary Community, CMARC. To comprehend more, rate the extent to which infrastructure leads to economic growth compared with the certain key parameters. What is the bankability of CMARC and PPPs in the role they play in implementing and optimizing infrastructure and what other key components does CMAC encompass and how are they crucial to small businesses and community-based projects? Grant? I think certainly uh, telecommunications, which I've spoken about before, probably um, provides the single biggest opportunity for this region to to move its um, economic prospects uh, forward relatively quickly. I think the telcos have shown across Africa that they can invest. They understand the terrain quite well. And I appreciate that countries and sub-regions vary. The risks in some regions are higher than others, but I think the, the telcos have got a, a sophisticated uh, system which allows them to understand the risks which mm-hmm. prevail. So I think if they can be encouraged to continue growing infrastructure in, in the region, we give uh, very small businesses the opportunity to, to transact, to do mobile transactions at no cost. Businesses worldwide have drifted toward being highly dependent upon one another due to improved supply chain methods. Describe the multiplier potential of CIMAC in relation to various Central African economy industries and what is the role played by oil and other natural resources in championing development in Africa? Marcel? Mostly, these sectors, I'm talking about the mining sector, forest, agriculture, is run through the informal market. And until and unless this this doesn't change i mean if we don't bring those sectors into the formal market mm-hmm. you know there will not be any growth any significant growth uh, in uh, in semac and above all that the fact that those sectors are run in an informal way i mean that's the main reason that uh, you know leads to domestic and cross border uh, conflicts. In order to secure income coming from extractive uh, industries or agriculture uh, um, industries, CEMAC has to make good governance policies. Grant? My sense is that big oil is going to play less of a role going forward. Um, I've read many reports now about the, the future or perhaps the lack of a future for fossil fuels going forward. Um, all indications are is that um, oil demand will peak in the near future and start declining thereafter. So 
I'm not sure that CMAC can pin its hopes on oil going forward. Certainly not as it is right now. Mm -hmm. um, big business does have a role to play in CMAC, obviously. If we're talking about infrastructure spend, typically it comes from big business. Um, electricity, uh, telco, roadworks, harbors, etc. These are, you know, um, come from big business. Natural resources bespoke vast potential in the African economies. What degree have oil development and other natural resources led to disparities in wealth and eventual political instability as we have seen with Nigeria and Angola? How has political will been an impediment in harmonizing common markets in Central Africa? Marcel? You know, in the years 2000, Gabon and Equatorial Guinea have just exploded in terms of growth because of of the oil, the oil development. You know, a lot of uh, of oil have been discovered in these countries, and it has created this 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 huge gap uh, in terms of infrastructure and development between Gabon, uh, Equatorial Guinea, and the rest of of the nations of, um, of, of member states of CEMAC. Mm -hmm. uh, you can even see it in the GDP. When you have uh, a GDP in Gabon around 9,000 uh, and something, you see in Cameroon is around 1,200, uh, 1, something like that. And, and, and this is mainly driven by the discovery of oil in the years um, 2000. But now oil is becoming scarce and because the infrastructure have not been developed, the other um, sectors have not been developed. So all those countries still have a lot of natural resources that are not really uh, um, used or leveraged on. And like I said, these sectors are mainly run by uh, run in, run in the informal market. Mm -hmm. And this is where. Uh, you can talk about political instability because all those rebel uh, groups are using these informal markets and these extractive uh, uh, industries in order to fund their illegal activities. And I believe that this is just the same case in Nigeria and in Angola. Grant? Um, the oil curse or the natural resource curse, which we have seen all over Africa, is predominant in CMAC. Um, there is no incentive for reform. There is no political will for transparency. And as long as the big men are calling the shots, yes. taking all the money, and the oil revenues belong to the people of the country, but these are being siphoned off. So the political will that you speak of, Derek, is non-existent and it will always be thus. Yes. On ICT and digitalization, what is the role of these two in regional integration and have the youth and women been factored into the CIMAC vision? ICT and digitalization are central. They are critical for the regional integration. Uh, you know, we have Central Africa compared to West Africa, for example, is very, 
is very slow in terms of internet digitalization and the rest because of the high cost of the internet. And this is really uh, causing a delay for CEMAC, for the youth, for the women even. For those who know um, Central Africa, contrary to some other parts of Africa, women are, there are more women in the entrepreneur, among the entrepreneurs than men. Yes. Young people don't go to school, right? But when there are some local projects, I've seen quite a good number of local projects about, you know, coding, teaching children how to code and all these things. And, and it has raised, you know, a lot of children to a certain level that they were able to bring some innovations. A lot of them have now built, you know, some apps, built some uh, softwares mm -hmm. that are used uh, uh, internationally just because they discovered that they had this skill and they had the opportunity to participate in this in this um, in this project grant telcos do provide the backbone the ICT backbone to allow for the digital economy to thrive but using one example where Landline telephones, I think, in Africa will will not be seen in the future because everyone will have a, a cell phone. Is one example of how Africa is able to leapfrog right to the front of the queue of new global technology. So I think mm -hmm. for poorer countries and countries with lack of infrastructure, provided that the telcos do enable, um, I think this allows... Um, a big opportunity. Um, you speak about youth and women. Well, I'm a big, big proponent of um, gender-based equality and youth programs, given that the demographics of the continent show that we have a youthful population. And the center of the family it always comes back to the woman. So yes, uh, there are many programs now running in all countries across our continent where the digital economy provides the platform and um, enables, and then various programs run from there. And it's things as diverse as education, health, um, micro businesses as well. Uh, and so this is a far-reaching um, application for us. Access to social media um, on the back of the digital economy and digitalization is one of the um, forces for good, hopefully. Uh -huh. I think uh, national governments have got less power over their people in economies where there's a freer flow of information, which information is immediately available across the population. Um, so this allows for a democratization and the flow of information which hitherto which not would, would not have, have existed. You can see in countries uh, like in Hong Kong, I think where social media was blacked out in times of um, unrest where governments saw that access to information was was a, a real threat to their power and i think in the the cmac region to date there have been some instances where 
they've been blacked out of information uh-huh. by some governments, I think, during elections, etc. So um, impediments become less and democratization becomes greater by the leveraging of digital technologies. And I think for the whole of our continent, actually, we, are, we should be big winners by implementing these new technologies. Thank you. Why are remote areas important to the growth of Central Africa? What's the potential of CIMAC and PPPs to fully cover rural areas through infrastructure development? Can rural areas be considered to be potential emerging markets? Marcel? Most or even all of the the natural resources are located in rural areas. So that's where the wealth is actually uh, in CEMAC. The wealth is in the remote areas. The wealth is in the, the, the rural areas. So th- I would say 95% of the potential of CEMAC is lying somewhere there. Yes. So if the infrastructures are developed, if they are built, definitely that wealth will come up at the uh, first of all, at the country level, at the national level, and then at the regional level. And Grant, as the costs of technology become commoditized, in other words, move lower to no cost, rural economies suddenly have an opportunity to, if not thrive, certainly not continue the downward decline that we've seen over the decades. Mm -hmm. Um, The application of solar energy provides light at night, which might improve literacy levels. Um, It provides access to running water um, by using solar pumps. If that's um, an opportunity, then certainly I think that investors will look at doing that. And maybe not in a PPP environment, given the high corruption levels. Last but not uh, the least discussion point, why is the support of adoptable economic indicators or enablers such as PPPs and special economic zones in harmonizing common markets and trade of paramount importance? Talking about the the special economic zones, facilitating the the, 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 the the harmonization of the common markets. You know, a lot of of people, you know, when you discuss this topic about people, they, they will say, oh, Africa should just, you know, like copy the experience of some Asian um, countries, mm-hmm. you know, like Japan or China. It's true that we can see that uh, the, the 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 framework or the projects that they put in place at that time are really uh, bringing out. Uh, I mean, they are harvesting. Uh, they are having a great harvest now. However, I don't think a copy paste uh, um, attitude would yield the same results because first of all, we have a different cultural environment, and this may not bring. I mean, at least for countries that have tried this it has it has mm-hmm. failed let's say it that way 
it has failed and many countries struggle, still struggle, not only in CEMAC, a lot of um, African countries struggle to compete uh, in industrial sectors. I've always had the view that government should provide a, an enabling policy framework mm -hmm. and then get out of the way and allow private businesses to operate. Marcel and Grant, thank you for affording us your time. Thank you, Derek, for inviting me to discuss about this topic that is really uh, critical. Yeah, Derek, I'm around. If you need any follow-up, I'm here for you, my friend. Thank you for uh, including me in your program. Wonderful. That marks the end of our show and, of course, a new dawn for Africa in that regard. How common are common markets can common markets be common without common minds? For common minds lead to a common goal to do things right. And doing it right is the African way. Join me again next week same time as we explore the structure beneath the structure right here on African Insight. My name is Derek Mazarura and it's bye for now.